This is the True To You podcast, your very own work bestie. Each week we come together for honest conversations about reinventing yourself and your career, all while navigating a path towards meaningful work. I'm your host, Ruby Marsh. Let's do this. Welcome, friend, to episode 41 of the True to You podcast. Today's guest is a really, really fun guest. You're going to absolutely love hanging out with Nick Mentor today. She is the founder of social media agency SoQual. SoQual is all about aligning quality businesses with quality social media. Yes, we are talking social media today. From experimenting with the social media of one of Australia's most well-known female fashion brands to now, seven years later, owning her own social media and digital marketing agency, Nick has worked with many of the well-established Newcastle and Hunter Valley businesses and brands, helping them to build their online presence and ultimately grow their business with quality leads. (laughs) I was super excited to bring you this episode because Nick is a someone who brings the energy and the fun to the conversation and b she's not afraid to tell it like it is and give you a little motivation if you need it. If you have any fears or concerns about building your personal or business brand on social media then today's episode is sure to give you the kickstart you need. Hold up, sister. Before we get into today's episode, let's take a short break to hear from one of our sponsors. Uh, Hang on a second. I'm sponsoring my own show because I'm a businesswoman too. And well, I've got something you might need. My bet is if you're loving the conversations we have on the True To You podcast, you're either in business or making plans to start your own thing. And what's the one thing stopping you from starting? Paralysis by analysis. Too many freaking ideas, too many passions, all the things. So how would it feel if you could reduce that endless list into the best business idea for you? Well, funny that, because I have a free five-step guide that will help you answer exactly that question. I promise you, if you're overwhelmed by too many choices, the best thing you can do is ask a few simple strategic questions to find the best one that suits your goals and your needs. To get your hands on this free step-by-step guide, head to rubymarsh.com. That is rubymarsh.com and enter your details to get it now. Don't wait any longer. Start creating today. Welcome, Nick, to the True to You podcast. Thank you for joining me this morning. Thanks for having me. Yay! Yay! It's good to finally get each other together to chat all things social media. This is Nick's uh, one thing, her her uh, her love in life, <laughs> apart from her partner and her little girl, Sage. She's all things social. She's yes. your go-to gal. Uh, so let's start off with a bit of a fun question because we got to warm up um, into this podcast this morning. What gets you out of bed in the mornings, Nick? 
coffee. Coffee. No, no. um, well, yes, coffee gets me out of bed in the morning, but um, obviously my little girl, Sage. Yeah, like literally, she gets you out of bed. Literally wakes me up, yep. She's bright and early in her cot, screaming. Screaming. (laughs) I go, okay, it's time to get up. That's my alarm. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so Sage gets me up, then I have coffee, and I just live for helping small businesses. So that's a huge motivator to get me up out of bed every morning is how can I help somebody today? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's uh, something that has come through in our conversations around your business time and time again is your real love for seeing businesses be able to be present in social media and in a very authentic way but I remember something that I read was around how can they show up such that uh, it speaks to their values their results like what they can bring to the world so enabling social media to be this platform for them is that what you would describe your mission with your business with my own business yes yes with SoCal oh gosh like I just the, the main the main mission and the goal of my business is I guess like what I said is to help small businesses ultimately grow their businesses through the use of social media marketing mm. so um yes I mean you can use social media in so many different ways for so many different industries um but yeah I guess it's it's so different for everyone mm. I guess that's the thing about social media like everybody's goals are so different and every business is so different so you can use social media in such a different way for everyone yes yes yeah. and that's the beauty of it isn't there? Yeah. Is a a number of different platforms there's some platforms that are there to help uh purely entertain us there's other platforms like linkedin that have more of a specific focus and attract specific people but we have so many options majority of these platforms are free Mm. to a certain degree so for small business i imagine it's a really exciting opportunity to have these platforms available to them with the addition of things like advertising yep. to reach new audiences. But uh, what would you say, straight up, I'm going to ask you, what would you say is one of the one the things that stops these small businesses from really showing up powerfully? What is, what is it that holds them back in mm. terms of social media? Some things that you hear most Quite regularly. Often, yeah. Probably the most, the thing that I hear the most, there's probably a couple. One would be people are scared to put themselves out there on social media. They care about their business so much and they are, yeah, they're scared to put themselves on their social media. They're scared to put anything on their social media because they're just so... I guess they're so scared. It's something that's maybe new and foreign to them that they've never done before. So they are just too scared to even start. A new level of visibility, I guess, for these businesses when they're so in their business in the yeah. day to day. Yeah. And then suddenly I might have to be on video yeah. or I have to go and do a photo shoot. Yes. And that's not really comfortable in their for them. Yeah. Yes. That's, yeah. the, that's probably one of the biggest things. And... I guess another huge one is 
people don't know how to like lots and lots of people just don't know how to use social media at all they don't understand like what to post or how to post or like they just don't get it so I mean that's something that I like to try and help train and educate people about how you can use social media and you know literally step by step this is how you do it and this is why you do it and Mm. yeah so they're probably the two biggest things I don't know how or I'm too scared to start yes and really helping them understand why social media was created these apps were created in the first place yeah they're not strictly an advertising platform for a platform for you to uh, shout at people yes it can be very subtle and it can be yeah. you know, a long-term strategy right right so. and it's called social media <laughs> 100%. not like selling media <laughs> you don't sell you just be social yeah yeah that's that's so good and so important we're going to dive into some of those nuances a little bit later in this episode but the first thing that I wanted to get into is a little bit of your background because everyone wants to know your story how did you go from having a passion for social media to starting a business and running a small team yep Uh, and something that I really love about you Nick that from the first time I met you and we sat down and we had a chat about your business is that you have this unwavering passion and determination it takes a lot to uh get you down and 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 it takes a lot for you to give up like that's one thing I've noticed in the months that we've uh been connected is that you really like stuff will happen but you really don't uh give in that easily so I just wanted to uh, say how much I really enjoy uh, working with you and that in seeing this this passion and determination oh, because it's such you. an asset and uh, small business is hard you oh, can yeah. have a lot of grit right yeah it's hard yeah it's very hard <laughs> and there will be stuff coming at you all the time that you weren't prepared for yep yeah <laughs> yep yep that's right say no more so one thing um that I notice is that yes, you've got this unwavering passion, this determination, you're very much on the ball, you love educating yourself on this world of social media. And yes, your spirit is really contagious and really amazing to be around. And we notice definitely if uh, any of you have met Nick personally, or you've been in any of the workshops that she's spoken at, she's really inspiring to be around because she simply wants to help you if there's a way that she can help she's right there what do you think it is that cultivated this fire inside of you all this passion and determination did you always have that growing up or gosh um i i don't know like i think probably i guess it's just a part of who i am um but as far as I think being in business makes you more like that. Mm. You know, I think the longer that you're in business, the the more you build up that, I guess, that tolerance and that um, resilience. Yes. And you build up the ability to continually fight these fires that can't, you know, like these things that are happening, you're like, okay, we've got this one, we've got that one, and things just are thrown at you all the time mm. and you 
just build up that resilience to be able to deal with multiple things happening at once. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's – I guess I've just always probably been like that. But, I mean, I don't know. Definitely being in business has helped me grow into being able to handle that better, yeah. I guess. Yeah, and it com- It definitely comes with time, doesn't yeah, it? Experience. Time. Yeah, that's right. Yes. I mean, if I was thrown into the situations that I've been in, especially in the last – six to 12 months back when I started my business mm-hmm. I don't know where I would be um, but being in business for oh gosh it's over between six and eight years now I've been in the social media world um, and you know yeah building up throughout that time has gotten me to a stage now where I can just deal with those things yeah. a little bit easier one thing I'm interested to know is I guess passion um, is is a quality that can come because we're doing something we love, right? Yes, right. Yep. Uh, and you obviously love what you do. Yep. Do you think that when things are tough that you're able to draw on that passion and that love for your work that's beyond the yeah. money that you make? Yeah. That, that kind of uh, higher purpose, I guess. Yeah, is, I do. Um, and I think I've like waited my whole life not waited but I've I have lived my whole life knowing that there is something that is my purpose you know that's a word and that's something that I've always lived for what is my purpose like like I guess what we said at the start of the day the start of the episode what do we get out of bed in the morning for like I have always had to live for a purpose and if there's any time in my life where I haven't had a significant purpose Mm. it has been a really hard time of my life so um, finding something that I'm so passionate about and that literally gives my life the purpose. I honestly feel like I'm I'm in that now. And yes, that definitely helps to move forward and get through anything because what I do, I love it so, so much that it doesn't feel like work and it is just my life and I'm so happy doing it. So do you yeah. think that you'll be doing this for a few years to come? I think so. Yeah. I honestly think this is what I will be doing forever. Yeah. This yeah. is just me. As, as social media evolves, you'll yeah, kind of continually. And I think that will continue to change. I mean, we focus on social media only at the moment, specialising in Instagram and Facebook, and that's how we've sort of st- – I mean, we've actually – been we've done the websites we've done google ads we've done lots of different things Mm. but we've honed right in on Mm. what we love and what we're good at which is social media so that's what we're doing at the moment but the future for soqual could turn into much more than that but it's definitely around helping small businesses increase their bottom line through marketing yes yes Yeah. yeah how important was it for you to have this overall passion you have this overall passion for social media which as we spoke about before there's so many different social media platforms now you've chosen to narrow down and Mm. specialize into in just two of them and what has that actually meant for your business so many of us are scared to niche down Mm. and work with uh, specific clients that we know actually the people we really want to work with yeah but we're often scared to say no to everyone else that's knocking on our door same thing for you narrowing down and just specializing on two platforms that are actually huge like there's so much if you want to also keep up with things like algorithms and 
changes in uh, the the way that we use the apps and things like that, the yep. functionality. So there's always things for you to learn just because you're working with two. What has it meant for your business now that you have narrowed down to those two platforms? Has it been uh, more successful for you, if you want to put that word? Yeah, I think it has defined the brand. Yes. So... Um, we did there was a time like i said where we were doing websites we we're doing google ads we were doing social media we were sort of doing a little bit of everything and i found that that was just it was just too broad and one websites is not my personal mm. go-to so i was foreign to that which i didn't like i didn't like that i wasn't fully 100 percent across mm. something that was in within my business mm. so obviously i had a great team member that was great at websites but the fact that i wasn't good at websites i i wasn't i didn't love that so that like i just thought okay well i need to just be the expert in something i don't want to just do everything i want to be an expert in and so i chose what we loved what was performing the best what i thought people needed the most where everybody's spending their time and that's also been a way to differentiate ourselves from another marketing agency that might do everything mm. we can do this this and this whereas somebody who just wants help with their social media that's where that's where that that's why they would come to us as opposed to somebody else and it has helped um me position myself as an expert in social media as mm. opposed to good at everything we're an expert in that one specific field mm, mm. so yeah and then when we decided to do the name change to soqual it was also a huge part of defining that brand and yeah. defining you know why are we different and who is soqual and you know come back to this is who we are and this is what we stand for and this is why we are the best at what we do um, so yeah, it's, that was a huge thing, but I mean, it took me years to get there as well. When you start, you just, you want to do everything for everyone. Yes. So yes. it definitely took a few years to get to the place where I decided, no, this is what I love and this is what we're good at. So this is where we're going to hone our skills mm. to. Absolutely. And it's easy to teach people uh, from hindsight, isn't yeah. it? From <laughs> yes. the, the point you're at now and say, yeah oh, you should do this. Yeah. Whereas sometimes, like you say, you have to go through that journey and yeah. uh, it's just like deciding what subjects you're going to do at school or what your career path actually looks yeah. like. There is some merit in trying a few different things, but if you were to have your time again, what have you specialised, do you think, from the beginning? Do you think that? Oh, look, maybe, but I just I do feel that doing everything really made me realize how much i yeah. loved social so yeah. i don't know if yeah i mean look i wouldn't change yeah you know yeah. i wouldn't change anything <laughs> that typical yeah. line yeah uh let's rewind the clock a little bit uh with this conversation around how you got into social media in particular and a little um piece of your career journey because you didn't uh go to university, study social media, graduate, then start a social media business, yeah. it came to you a little more organically, didn't yeah. it? So yeah. how long have you been in the world of social media? You said about six to eight years. You've been... Yeah, I think I started doing social media in about 2012. 
Mm, I'm pretty sure it was 2012. So I feel like that, and that's how I started. So I was working in fashion. I've been in fashion pretty much my whole life. So I've always been a very visual person Mm. and a very big people person. Love people, love talking to people, and also was very visual in what I like to do in the fashion industry. So was working there forever and then I started an Instagram account for this fashion retailer and it just it was just really great like it just we built a following and we had really great content going out and so then people within that industry had recognized that mm-hmm. and then came to us and said you know how have, how have you got your Instagram at the time it was just Instagram we were doing how have you got your Instagram like you know looking like this and performing so well and I was like oh I'm just doing it and then you know that went to oh can you help us with ours I was like yeah Mm. sure help you so then I started doing that and then I decided oh my god I actually love this Mm. and I was quite good at it so that just triggered something and I was like yep I love this so then I started learning like oh my god whatever youtube e-course anything that i could do online i was continually educating and learning all about social media and that's and honestly this was probably 2013 2014 and i was like yep i'm obsessed with this and so i did become obsessed and i learned everything there was to learn and then got my first client like Mm -hmm. so i was sort of helping people here and there but then i thought no i'm going to do this you know legitimately so started got an abn and done all the things i was needing to do which at the time was so foreign to me Mm. i was like what what's an abn what do i do (laughs) and um then yeah my good friends Haley and luke really helped me through that you need an abn you need to be a sole trader this is what you're gonna do and i was like okay yep this is great and i got my first client and there's still a client to this day so um and it just grew it just grew from there and got to a point where I quit my job and it was my business. Then I got a team member and now we have six team members and we've been in business for, you know, years. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, wow. a journey. It's yes. been a journey. Yeah, and I think the fact that you dove head first and off your own back as well, remembering what Nicole's saying is that you don't have to be an expert straight away at the thing that you want to do usually you've got some passion it's something that you love and she did it as well what was really great is that you were doing it within another company to begin with so Mm. you could actually uh, use that company and leverage off that company Mm. and there wasn't um, there wasn't a client paying you there was very little risk right yeah so I think that was a really great way for you to start because you could do it no risk you grew yeah. it people started to take notice and then it was uh it snowballed from there yeah. but at the same time you weren't just uh leveraging that one example you were over here on the side in your own time committing to learning and developing and saying okay, I have a passion for this. I'm pretty good at it, but how can I also become an expert at the same time? Yeah. And I think that's a really defining point for you is that you bring that education and you're always learning and always upskilling. 
you've not just said I'm really good at this thing and I can make money from it so that's what I'm going to continue to do you you're actually evolving and your your business will continue to evolve yeah and within the industry that I work it's imperative that you continue to educate yourself you know like it's changing so much all the time staying up to date and staying educated is such a huge part of every day in social media yes yeah i cannot cannot even imagine (laughs) my mind boggles just at the thought of it but that's the thing when you love something it's you know i'm so interested in everything i read and everything i research and everything i do that it's it's just i love it so you know it's not it's not hard or it's not you know i'm so i'm just genuinely so interested in Mm. it that Mm. yeah do you think that gets you through the hard days yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, yes, because there are hard days. The hard days are, yeah, more more to do with actually running a business. Mm. That mm. is a wild journey in and yes. of itself. Yes. Tell me about employing your first team members because a lot of the women that I coach are solopreneurs, uh, sole traders. We've spoke about that before. And really getting started just off their own skill set and yep. uh, their own love and their own passion for what they do. What do you think was the turning point for you where you decided, okay, I I can't do all of this on mm. my own? Mm-hmm. Or was it perhaps when you needed to contract out some work like the websites where it was a specialty that yeah. you weren't yep. trained in? What was that point like for you? Because also, I guess there was probably a certain point where there was too much work to do and you yeah. could do it all on your own. So I, Abby was the first person that I hired and hired Abby as a contractor. So that's mm. the first thing I would recommend always starting out as contractors. Um, you know, hiring a full-on team member is a whole different ballgame to just contracting. Mm. So yeah, Abby was my first contractor, which she's still with us to this day. Um but it just – so I'd worked with Abby um, at this fashion retailer as well, so I already had a relationship with her. Abby was also studying marketing but also running social media for a few of her own clients. Mm-hmm. So she had a couple of clients that she was already doing it for, so she had that same passion that I did, which she still does to this day. Mm-hmm. Like she loves social media and out of all of anything marketing, that's her – niche Mm. so she had the experience I had a relationship with her already and yeah it got to the stage where I needed some help because I was building my business so quickly overnight so um approached Abby and said you know I know you're already doing this and you're interested in you know would you like to do some more you know come and work for me and she was so excited and definitely so keen so um Abby and I just like I started giving a little bit of work to Abby and then so she had she still, I think, has this one client that she's had since forever as well mm. on the side. Mm. Um, and now she has mul- manages multiple clients of within SoQual and our business. Um, and, yeah, she's, she's Abby's the best and she's still with us today. So it was, again, I'm not a big risk taker. So okay, I'm not at all. Honestly, I'm not a risk taker at all. So my business was, like, the most wildest thing I've ever done. But, um, yeah, having... Abby, be a friend and already in the social media space, I feel like, again, it wasn't a huge risk to put Abby on and to work together with Abby. And she's just honestly the most beautiful human on the planet. So that's also been a great journey to stay so 
you know, connected with her and we bounce each, off each other really well. And yeah. 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 And I guess that, what was that point at which you said also financially this is an important decision? Is that a decision that you made with mm. your accountant or on your own and you said, okay, if I want to actually grow this, mm. I'm going to ha- have to invest in some things. And, yeah. and for some people that's investing in brand or investing in other parts of their business to grow it, outsourcing different parts. But for you it was actually bringing on more team members yeah. that could do parts of your job similar things to what you did well uh, honestly back then it was not an educated decision at all (laughs) whereas the decisions I'm making my business now are way more educated and way more you know looking at my financials with my accountant and making important decisions like that based on yes more like you know more educated basically (laughs) whereas back then it was like oh, I've just got a bit too much work. Abby might help me. Yep, cool. Yeah. Like it was very organic, you know, yeah. the way that I that it all happened and started. But um, yeah, now again comes with time of running the business and just being in the space that I've learned a lot. And yeah, now, and it's bigger now, you know, it's I've, we've grown to an agency. So, you know, yeah, I've got to make very informed decisions mm. now. Whereas back then I was sort of just making decisions. I was just winging it. Honestly, mm. I was just mm. winging it. Everything mm. I was just like winging. How do I do this? How do I do that? Let's get Abby on. Let's do this. And yeah. And sometimes you, you have to do that. Don't <laughs> totally. You trust totally. that it's going to work out. And you, again, you did it in a low risk sense. You oh, took absolutely. as a contractor. Yeah for set periods of time or for set jobs no she's been with me like just uh for set jobs and just like per hour kind of thing contractor but um and I think even when I hired Abby I think I still had a part-time job yeah so I had my business for a few years while still having a part-time job because again like low like I'm not a risk taker so when I actually quit my job completely was such a big deal for me are you glad that you did it oh it's that that's when my business really went from like 10 to 100 yeah you know so say my business went from zero to 10 really quickly overnight yeah and I had Abby working with me and I was working part-time and I was doing all these things then I actually quit my business and from 10 to 100 like Mm -hmm. once you put everything into it you get Mm -hmm. everything out of it yeah do you think though that you probably needed a few years of stability to find your feet and to yeah. build those relationships. Yeah, look, I'm definitely out. glad that I did it in the way that I did. Like, I did everything in the way that I did. I was very naive when I started, you know. Mm. So I've taken that time to learn and to grow and to, yeah, get to the place that I'm at. So, yeah, I'm definitely glad that I did all of that. And, I mean, even just for my own, like I said, I'm not a big risk taker. So for my own mental health, yes. it was probably good to keep my part-time job and keep stability in my life before I took that big leap Mm. somebody else who was a risk taker might just have launched and done that and but yeah and and then after when I when I was at a point to quit my job completely I'd had so much experience and I'd I'd built the business so much already that there's it couldn't I mean it could fail but it couldn't fail you know I was at a point where I felt so confident in my business that it was like a very easy jump. <laughs> and you could see, okay, there's there's this amount of projected income ahead of me. I yep. know that I've probably got a little safety net with that for the X amount of months. Yep. So then it just needed to keep yep. growing yep. from there. And I think something that 
you haven't said but probably is important to note is that going from something that you love and you're passionate about to then actually making a consistent salary or consistent income with it is actually a big jump as well yeah because a lot of us uh want to monetize our passions want to Mm -hmm. monetize the things that we love because it's a bit of an idea that we're sold and entrepreneurship is very hyped these days Mm. as well so a lot of people are jumping into business uh, with the idea that if I do more of what I love and I get paid for it, then it's a win-win situation, right? Yep. So you probably, do you think you needed some time of doing it with that other income coming in through your part-time job to say, I love this and I can make money off yes, it? Yes, absolutely. And therefore that's a win-win yes. equation. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Yes, everything you just said, absolutely. But also... Um, I guess because I didn't go to uni and study, I didn't have a degree. I needed all of that time to build my own confidence, Mm. to educate myself Mm. so much in the marketing space that I was confident enough to do that, you know, because I think you need to be confident in what you're doing and education equals confidence, really. Like if you if you educate yourself, you know that what you're doing is you know you're confident in what you're doing mm-hmm. and that comes to social like i even say that with social media and you need to test everything and you need to make an educated decision you can't just put an ad up and hope for the best you know you need to educate yourself and test and be confident in the ad that you're putting out yeah you know yeah. so yeah yeah it's so interesting uh talk to me about your dream clients do you have any at the moment that you would say absolute dream clients we don't have to name names yeah. but uh yeah what's some dream clients what's some success stories share some of the love with us um so i mean i love all my clients honestly <laughs> i'm such a sucker i love all my clients but i work a lot with service-based businesses mm. in the lifestyle space okay so that is my again my real niche um yeah, so service-based in lifestyle. So, you know, hospitality, hair, beauty, um, wineries, restaurants. Yeah, so that's probably um, where I where I specialise in. And I love working with those types of clients and people because their audiences are very similar to somebody like myself. Yes. So I totally get it. Yes. In saying that, don't get me wrong, I've got many clients that – you know, I've got construction and cause like I've got so many different industries, mm. recruitment, things that aren't specific to me as a person. But my passion is working with lifestyle brands that yeah. I can really relate to. Yeah. And what some of the successes that you've had with those brands, is it growing, following? Is it, yeah, what, yeah. what are some of the success metrics, I guess, that you so, go by in, in terms of? Every business is so different. Um, But we do have one client that's in sort of like the home renovation space. Mm. And um, we, within the first month of working together, we got like 110 leads come through just social media. He was like beside himself. Like, oh my God, this has never happened before. So, and we've done that consistently. We've been working together for about 12 months now and we've consistently got, you know, 100 leads per month for this client. And that client's average um customer spend is about five thousand dollars that's an average so we're getting 
like so like so many quality leads come through for this guy he's just so happy which is great um but then with um you know one of my clients i've worked with from the start they started with um like like they didn't even have social media accounts and you know over the last few years we've grown they've got like over four thousand followers now they continually get quality leads come through on their social media they've built such a good quality brand within the newcastle area Mm. um so you know that's that's a really cool story as well like to know that they they didn't exist at all and then now if you were to say this business's name everybody's oh yep i know that business because we've spent so much time in marketing with influencers in paid ads in their organic Mm. stuff like different collaborations like we've done so many things to get to the point that they've got yeah over four thousand followers now and they're a strong brand within newcastle Mm. Mm. but yeah every business's metrics and you know the way that they would consider success is very very different yeah interesting and I think that's really good that you said that as well because uh, for some people they might think oh 4,000 is a lot 4,000 is not much but I think the key thing that you said with that business is that uh, they have grown their following to x but they've also gotten x number of quality leads Mm, and mm. for service-based businesses Mm. Especially, I know this myself, when you're working in your business to have uh, ways of generating leads Mm. where you don't have to be going out spending 40 hours a week building relationships, sometimes that's not actually possible for you physically to do that plus work in your business. So for you to come in and provide these new opportunities to generate leads and help them go where they want to go with their business... I'm assuming that that's that's awesome. That's yeah. so yeah. cool. And I'm assuming that a lot of what you get into with the client is really understanding what kind of approach is going to work best for them based on where they want to go with their business, yeah. what their vision is. I know that that you love building these relationships with these clients. That's why you love your clients because you yeah. know them so intimately what does that relationship building process look like for you how have how have you done that how do you go and get leads yourself or uh, they're probably coming to you more now but uh does that look like connecting with them and really understanding their business a lot more rather than just saying cool you need to do this this and this yeah, yeah that, I guess we do like? spend a lot of time in the initial. So if, if mm. you say you were to come on as a client mm. tomorrow, there is, you know, a month's worth of work that goes into getting to know you, getting to know your business, getting to know your audience and setting up your strategy and putting everything together to align your goals with, you know, a strategy to get results. So there's about, yeah, like a month's worth of work that goes into setting that up before we even get go live or get started online. Um, and then we've got very good systems in place now within our business that nurtures these client relationships. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we do, you know, one month follow up, a three month follow up. We've got, we've, I've spent a lot of time putting systems into my business so everything is mapped out and everything is followed to this procedure I guess so when a client onboards there's a whole client onboarding procedure that we Mm. go through and then a client um 
like nurture, like just nurturing the client through that relationship. So there's heaps of things we do. Yeah. <laughs> heaps yeah. of things to do. As far as getting leads come through, um, obviously I do other a lot I do a lot of networking. I love, love, love people and I love getting to know new people. So I without even actively knowing that I'm doing that I love I, I just network a lot and also now that we've been in business for so long and we get such good results for people word of mouth is still such a huge mm. um, way that my brand and business gets new leads and new people coming through the door um, and obviously social media I've grown my whole business on social media yeah whole business on social media I think uh, one thing with word of mouth, though, to note is that reputation and brand is one thing. But these days, you mentioned, I mentioned to someone, oh, you should go and connect with Nick from Soquel. She's amazing. The first thing the person's going to do, though, is they're going to do a background check. Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah. They're going to jump on your social media yep. and they're going right. to say to themselves, is this person legit? Are they aligned with me? So yep. I think what you're also uh, highlighting is the importance of building social media and building that brand presence alongside doing the work yep. at uh locally if, if you're if you've got a local business or it might be connecting online with people you've got to do a mix of both yeah because when they then jump onto your platforms it's really yeah. important isn't it and yeah you need to what, gain credibility that's probably what your clients were starting to find is that without that presence uh, what did they have apart from their word to mm. stand on right and like when yeah when my clients before they had social media every single one of them cannot believe the amount of leads we get through social media because Mm -hmm. everyone's on social media i mean everyone knows that everyone's on social media that's where people hang out that's where people spend their time even if your grandma says she's not on social media she's on she's on if you think that your (laughs) clients or your audience is not on social media like they are Everyone isn't there a statistic that it's something like ninety percent of people are consuming and only ten percent are creating? So there's probably a handful of people. In fact, ninety percent of your following are just consuming your yeah. content. Yeah. Probably not even commenting, not even yeah. um, contributing themselves. Yeah. Uh, introverted just, social yeah, medias and, yeah and voyeur, voyeuring and and there's nothing wrong with that because yep. social media is a source of entertainment yes it's, it's uh it's not just there for people to build their businesses that's right, right. yeah so but and knowing that it's like oh actually people are watching me without me even realizing it yep. yeah and <laughs> they'll also like what you just said they will use it as a like a reference check like a you know is this person credible? Mm. So even if somebody doesn't follow you, they don't like your stuff or anything like that, before they go to purchase from your business, they will look you up on social media. Yeah. I think 70% of consumers research a brand or a business on social media before purchasing. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Like it's it's just that credibility. Yes. Yes. Uh, this is such an important conversation then because if – we've got any solopreneurs or small businesses listening and they're terrified of social media that's one thing you've got to bear in mind it doesn't mean that you have to 
build this crazy following yep. or it has to look perfect but you probably do need to be on there yeah yeah absolutely so let's dive into a few rapid fire questions around how you can support small businesses and solopreneurs in terms of some social media advice cool Uh, my favorite yes yes (laughs) let's get into it then so we spoke a little bit about this at the beginning, uh, you and I, before we sat down to record the episode, we were talking a little bit about some of the blocks that we hear, both of us, because uh, some part of my work in coaching women does involve marketing and, and giving them that little bit of a lift to start putting their brand or putting their service out there. Yeah. So... What comes with that is a little bit of fear and a little bit of um, uncertainty. How do I, you know, how do I share myself? And and once they've gotten over that hurdle and they're actually on there, (laughs) they're open for business. I'm doing air quotes here. Um, How do you think someone can be more consistent? Because we often go out the gate. It's like when we uh, we uh, get a new website or we get a new logo, all of these little things. We're like, ta-da, I'm here. Yep. We do a few posts and then something gets in the way of, of our uh, momentum. We lose momentum and we lose consistency. So how can someone be more consistent? What's a couple of... Yep tips that you would give them so i think when you're using social media i think it's very important to have a strategy Mm. so i don't think just putting up a couple of instagram posts about your morning coffee is going to get you results that you want in your business so i think you definitely need to have a strategy in place and then you need to plan that strategy out so we would plan we plan everything and if you plan your social media content the days that you don't feel like it or the days that you get too busy, it doesn't matter because you're showing up consistently because you've planned it out ahead of time. Mm. So I think that's the number one thing that I would tell everybody is have a strategy and plan. Mm. And uh, how far in advance would you... Oh, every business planning? is different. Yeah. Uh, every business is different. I'd like to say a month. That mm. would be great. Um, we do most of our clients monthly, but depending on the industry, how fast it's changing and what's happening, maybe it needs to be a week. Yeah. Maybe it needs to be fortnightly. Like it just depends on your industry. It depends on how much content you have. It depends on how rapidly things are changing. But I mean, a month would be ideal. Mm. Um, an overall strategy you'd want to have for three to six months, but content wise, I would say a month. Or if that's if it's a week for you, that's okay too. Mm. It doesn't matter as long as you plan it out and you you know so that so that you're so that you're showing up consistently Mm. that's Mm. the goal of Mm. that's the question how do i show up consistently it's with a plan yes yes and i think part of that is making it easy for you yeah if this is not something that you find comes naturally for you if you're starting to deal with the um, anxiety of being visible suddenly in a medium that you haven't really been visible in before then there's all of that that comes with it and you you're dealing with that plus trying to get your content out there yeah so whatever you can do to make that easy for you yeah another thing that i would say that's been uh, an investment that i've made this year and i'm going to continue to do this is as long as I'm running my business, which I hope is forever, uh, is doing things like 
a great brand photo shoot. Yep. That uh, if you really understand your brand, especially if you are, it can be for a product as well, but if you are the person behind the brand, it doesn't mean that every single photo that comes out every day of the week is this perfect uh, style photo shoot. But for me, it's been great to have those. Yep. To go, okay, I'm going to drop those in, yep. in between some more natural, casual photos or yep. IGTVs or whatever. And, you know, at least there's something there for me that I can pull from. Yeah, absolutely. You know, 30, 40, 50 photos. Yep. And if you do that every quarter, for example, yep. that's probably something that you do with yes. your clients a lot, yep. isn't yep, it? Yep, definitely. Yeah. yeah, we do most, for most of them, we do monthly photo shoots. But um, yeah, I would definitely recommend having a like you need. That's a part of the process. You need to create your content first, mm. um, planning it out, and then creating content would be the next thing. So that would mm. be all of your imagery and all of your copywriting. Like that's that's a part of the creating process. Mm. So yeah, definitely have a bank of things to pull on. That would mm. help uh, mm. that roadblock as well for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. And when you plan, do you use apps? Uh, do you do use different platforms in your business to map out? Yep. Uh, for yes. some people, I imagine there's very much a look that they need to go for. For other people, it might be a little bit more organic. Yep. Yeah, so we use, so I use later okay. for my scheduling, but if you just had your own personal account, it was mm. just your one account, um, Plan, Planoly are both really good apps. Um, I think you actually can get one account for free on later, maybe. You so can, maybe yeah. you could do later as well. Yeah, yeah. I've got a um, gazillion, so I mm. pay heaps for that. But um, yeah, like the free ones would be Plan Planly, and then later if you've got one mm. account, they're mm. really good. Mm. And that means as well that you can uh, automate your posts as well, because I think originally the whole idea with Instagram was. Organic. People were posting yeah. in the moment. And I know that when I started on Instagram, I've got, I love scrolling back to my old Instagram photos and seeing these grainy, yeah, yeah. crappy iPhone tree photos. Yeah. And, uh, you know, back then there really was this emphasis on in Insta. the moment. Instant. Instant. Instagram. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And now that's changed a little bit. And especially if you're building a brand and yeah. you're trying to build some consistency. Don't be afraid to auto post, especially, look, Nicole has a, a, a little girl and a, a family, a partner, and a lot of other things going on in her life. And I'm sure if you didn't have those tools for your business, that you'd be here, there, and everywhere. Yeah, look, the business wouldn't be grown <laughs> yeah. to what it is now. There's yeah. no way I could post 15 accounts photos at 7 o'clock or yeah. 7.30 at night. Because the other thing is those um, apps and the insights that you can get, you know, you can post at the time that people are most likely mm. to be online. And mm. that's always when, say, just ready to go to bed yeah. or, you know, something's yeah. happening in the house. So yeah. you definitely want to have that automated. And, again, it comes back to if you're not feeling like it or if you're too busy or if you've got something on, it doesn't matter because you've planned it out ahead of time and your content's going out and you're showing up regardless mm. of what you're doing. Perfect. Love that. Uh, let's talk a little bit about authenticity. I know this is something that is you know, a word that's become quite overused, but it is a fear that I know that a lot of us have, especially women Oh, I don't want to come across too salesy or I don't want to come across as uh, like I'm trying to be, you know, a perfect model or something like that because I've 
gone and we have all of these things going on in our head it's like crazy before we'll actually even hit post on it on a picture what do you think someone could do and maybe this comes back to this conversation around consistency that we had uh, just before what could someone do if they're trying to overcome those feelings if they've got that internal narrative of Mm. Oh, I want to come across authentic. I don't want to be um, seen as this. I want to make sure that mm. people see me for who I am and and really understand my brand and my values. And... Yeah. So I think defining your brand would yeah. be the first thing. So before you even get on social media, I think really clearly define your brand personality, your brand values, and who, like who is your brand mm. and what does your brand look like. So then you can clearly define what content is relative to your audience audience and what isn't. So go through and de- like clearly define your brand and then clearly define your audience. So you know exactly who you're talking to. So then you know exactly who your brand is as a person. Then you know exactly who your audience is as a person. Mm-hmm. And you can speak directly to your audience as that person. So defining those things would be the first step. And then as far as overcoming the fears and the feelings of, um, you know, all those things that you get, I think you really just need to desensitize yourself to mm-hmm. it. So, you know, I remember the first time I done my first Instagram story video. I remember it still to this day. Really? I, oh, my God. Yeah. And I just had my baby and she would just... Hormones. Like you would be so vulnerable. God, honestly. And she she was like two months old or something. And I'd put her to sleep and I had this shush up on. So in the background of my video, the whole time I was going shh, shh. Anyway, I posted it anyway. But I just, I remember that so vividly. And I got on there and I was like, okay, cool. Hey guys, done the whole thing. And then I was like, oh, okay. Like that, that was okay. Yeah. So then, you know, I don't know. I got again. through that. I didn't yeah. die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, that was kind of good. Yeah. The, the, you know, engagement that came from that was insane. Yeah. So then I started to see the results for the business and that gave me that booster as well. So, you know, des- I desensitized myself to it. Basically, I'd done it again and again and again to the point that now it is just like a no brainer. I'll jump on my stories with no makeup, no whatever, just quickly say something, do whatever, because I've gotten to that point. But the only way that you get there is by doing it. So you just need to you just need to do it and you just need to desensitize yourself. And I promise it will get easier. It's like when you eat chili, like I'm teaching myself to eat chili at the moment. So I had (laughs) I love to like put it in perspective. Yeah. So I had this chili dish the other night and you know I was so hot and burning my mouth. I was like, I can't do this. And my partner's like, you can just keep going, you know, blah, blah, blah. You can do it. So then I had chili again, you know, and it's, oh, okay, this is this is a bit better. Yeah. And then I'll one day learn to love and enjoy yeah. chili. But yeah. I'm just working myself through that process. So it's the same kind of thing. You just need to desensitize yourself by just doing it more. Yeah. And one thing I was going to say on that really quickly is, you can also create a brand for yourself on social media. Don't be afraid to separate yourself from who you are day to day. And your business, uh, for me, 
the way I show up on social media and my business is about creating a certain feeling for the women that yep. jump on my page. That doesn't mean I'm that exact woman 24-7 yeah. and that crazy or what, whatever it is that you see about me when I'm... But it just means that I can also separate from that as yep. well. And I can go, cool. It's not that I'm trying to fake it. Yeah. But it's creating, I guess, a vibe is a is a word and a brand personality, a brand personality, essentially. Because also, uh, I know women are looking to me to create a certain, help them create a certain transformation in their lives. So, do they want the cheerleader? Do they want uh, the mother? You know, what kind of archetype or what type of personality do I want to come across as? And so if you think about that as well, sometimes you can also separate yourself. You know, Beyonce did it for a lot of years when she created Mm. Sasha Fierce because she was coming from a very traditional gospel church background. And then suddenly the record agency, the record labels and um, agencies that she was working with wanted her to show up in a certain way. So she created a personality that Mm. she stepped into but is she that person yeah. all the time? No. 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 So you can actually have a bit of fun with it too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Lighten up. Totally. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Love that you brought Beyonce into our conversation too. <laughs> anytime. Anytime. Big fan. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about sales because one of the reasons we can use social media is uh, to generate leads, which is actually quite different from sales. Mm. And I would love for you to share what that difference is. And I know that you are a big stand for not uh, selling yep. on social media. Why is that? And what do you do in lieu of selling? Like, what is the way yeah. that you communicate? So people, people don't really want to go to social media to be sold to. So, you know, especially going through this corona crazy virus that we're happening right now so many people are oh well my business is closed down and i've got nothing to post on social media and i just think okay well you shouldn't ever be on social media to sell so you want to be on social media to get people to know like and trust you Mm. then they will buy from you Mm. so it's really about getting people to know you by who is your brand and what do you do and they'll then like you and then they'll trust you then they'll buy from you Mm. which they might go to your website to buy from you they might go into your store to buy from you Mm. but they're not going to just buy from you if you do an instagram post that says buy this product for x amount of dollars so people want to build a relationship with you on social media so that's really what you should be mainly using the platform for building a relationship building awareness gaining trust Mm. adding value Mm. you know add value to people's lives i always say that to everybody you need to lead your like lead with value with your content Mm. you always should be providing Mm. value-based content that will ultimately get people to buy from you Mm. yeah yeah 100 percent. and occasionally you might throw out there an offering that you have like i'm i'm not gonna not tell anybody that i that i don't coach I, of course, I'm going to say occasionally I've got X amount of spots yep. available or uh, this course is now being launched. Yep. Uh, but even if you look at the runway period for someone launching something, there will be a month, few weeks of 
value, value, yep. value, value, value. It's that jab, jab, right hook that yep. Gary V yeah. um, coined <laughs> a few years ago and has a great book on it if you want some resources uh, to read around this approach. Uh, but also making people aware this is coming up. I yep. will be talking about this for yep. the next few weeks. This is something that's going to be open and... Uh, so you can also do it in a way that's not subtle and sleazy, but actually making them aware, and then they can choose to tune in and get the value, or they can tune yeah. out. It's it's a choice you're doing. And definitely, there. your product or your service mm. should definitely be one of your content pillars yeah. that you need. You need to tell people yeah. what you do, hundred <laughs> percent. So you definitely need to include that, but it just shouldn't be all the time you know you yeah. shouldn't just be sell 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 yeah 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 100 percent. cool so that's a really great approach for people that are listening that are feeling like whenever they get on that they have this fear around sales and being salesy and i can't sell that it's not that you are selling in a different way it's that what exactly what Nicole said is that no like and trust factor continue to build that and then the sales will happen yep. as a result and that's actually the best way to do yeah. business I find and it I think that's good. how you align yeah. with your you know with your like dream client or mm. your dream person is because they align with your yes, values and they yes, align with your brand yes. because you're sharing your why and you're sharing your brand personality and you're sharing your brand advice and people who align with that will ultimately buy from you yeah. so you know it's like if there's a pt that posts all about um buy this buy this pt program buy this pt program and you never see their face and you never know who they are yeah. and you've got no connection with them whatsoever or somebody who shows up and says, hey, this is who I am. It doesn't say anything about selling. It's just introducing themselves to you. Oh, okay, cool. I've gotten to know her a little bit. And then, you know, what do they value and what do they believe in? And you go, oh, that aligns with what I believe. I believe in empowering women and I believe yeah. in, like, every woman is beautiful. And, you know, automatically when I go to buy a PT session, am I going to buy from the person that hasn't shown up at all and just has tried to sell and I have no idea who they are? Or the person who I've built a connection with on social media because they've shared their brand values and they've shared their personality and I feel like I'm somewhat connected to them now, so I'll buy from them. Yeah. That's kind of how yeah, you would like yeah. it to work. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So let's finish up with talking about trends in social media. What, uh, I mean, coronavirus has definitely thrown a bit of a um, curveball in there because there's probably some things that are trending right now as yep. a result. But I think that's an important thing to realize as well is that what's going on in the world will also yeah. affect yeah. trends. It will. Yeah, yeah. that um, social media isn't necessarily always dictating their own trends. It's mm. more that they're bringing out features and things like that. Yep. But for people that are interested in where social media is going over the next, let's just deal with the next year, shall yep, we? Yep, yep, <laughs> there's yep. a lot to learn on social media um, and it could go a number of ways in the next five years. But what are the, some of the things that you're seeing right now that people could optimize in their own social media? So I think right now and really specifically to right very now with coronavirus and everything that's going on, people are definitely leaning more towards video than photo. Yes. Um, I think that's sort of video has always been a very good 
you know, I, I think they're both really good, but video's always been very engaging. So people are leaning more towards video at the moment right now. But I think ultimately the biggest thing that if you haven't jumped on board, you need to jump on board with is your Instagram stories. Yeah. So the behaviours of the way people that like the way people use social media is always changing. And at mm. the moment, people's behaviours are that they're more likely to scroll Instagram stories than the actual feed. Mm, mm. So I think having a having like showing up consistently on your stories at the moment is really important. Mm. And um, having your feed as more of a curated type when people already have seen you or know about you, they might want to go and visit your page. Mm. So that's where you want key information. Mm. But your stories, you should definitely be showing up on there. Yeah, interesting. Uh, do you think people should be doing that ad hoc, you know, without much strategy or do you think stories should also have a strategy? Because it's easy to jump on and do 20 stories deep of you just talking about a topic yep. or showing you, or, uh, showing us around your day, but should there be a little bit of strategy around stories? Yeah, look, I think everything you do on social media much. needs yeah. strategy. Like, yeah. you know, that's my biggest thing. Yeah. I think you should always have a strategy with what you're doing on social media. Like I said, posting a photo with no strategy is not, not going to achieve any sort of goal if you don't even have a goal, really. Mm. So, yes, definitely still need a strategy. You can definitely be more raw and authentic with your stories than you can on your Instagram feed. That's my opinion. Um, like I said, the feed, I think would I would like to keep that more curated and more really like your key points and your content pillars, but your stories, you can just be way more raw and organic. Mm. Um, but I think you still need a strategy for that. Mm. You need to be strategic with your messaging. You need to be strategic with what you will and won't share. You know, so many things I think you should think about, mm. but you can definitely be a bit more, um, a little bit more ad hoc or a little bit more raw and authentic mm. on yeah. your stories. Great. Oh, this has been such a good conversation. Oh, good. Thank you so much, Nick. It's no always a pleasure to hang out with you because you really bring the energy and uh, so much value. A lot of this conversation, we've been dropping words like value and brand and Nicole has uh, been exactly that for us today. And I hope that if you're listening, make sure you implement some of what she's saying because the littlest changes I've seen even in my own stuff can change everything. Yeah. Especially if you're really consistent in uh, putting that little change in place. I know there's something that you created uh, recently and it's a freebie around Instagram audits. Yes. Are you uh, able to share what that is and where people can get that? Yeah, so I've recently created a little Instagram audit. So it's a three-page document where you can just go through and really dive deep into your Instagram mm. and just audit and see where you can make improvements. Mm. So I'm launching my new brand literally today. <laughs> and in the next couple of days, we will be releasing that. So basically, if you go onto my website, I think by the time this airs, that should yes. be all good and live. Yes. So go to my website, um, www.soqual.com.au. And if you join the mailing list, that's the little pop-up, you will get the Instagram audit to your email. Yes, so yeah. that's Soquel is spelled... S-O-Q-U-A-L. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, I really recommend you did that. I reviewed it a couple of weeks ago and it really highlighted a few areas oh, that I could do some work on. So it's a really comprehensive 
order if you get into it and uh, if people have any questions on that if they download this we'll make sure that we link to uh, Nick's website and her socials and all of that yep. in the show notes so you can just scroll down and get that straight away but if people have any questions around terminology or things that pop up for them how could they get in touch with you uh, following doing this yeah so honestly any question to these not too big or small at all i would love for anybody to reach out to me with any questions at all that they had um my website you can get to me or nick n-i-c at soqual s-o-q-u-a-l dot com dot a-u or just my Instagram page. I'm always on my DMs there as yeah. well, which is soqual underscore. Amazing. Yeah, thank you so thank much you. for having me. Oh, thank you. This has been amazing. And enjoy, people. Thank you. Yay.